Hey guys, right at the top of the show, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everybody that the best way to support the show is by going to your podcasting app and giving the show a rating and review. That way it helps other people find us. We're in a real big push right now. The show took off really well when we first launched, and we just want to keep that inertia going. So please, go to your podcasting app and leave us a five-star rating and a review, and just say how great we are. Thanks a lot. alphabet words transmit well even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. I am your host Jason along with my co-host Kevin. Kevin, how you doing today, buddy? I'm a little frustrated with myself. Two days diet? ago. I'm at Home Depot, as I am often on weekends, uh, as a boring adult. Uh, and I realized when I'm walking through the parking lot that we did the entire episode on a magazine called Sunset. And I had done research on Sunset Magazine. What is Sunset Magazine? I've never heard of that before. I have. Uh, my wife had, was telling me that apparently it's also mentioned in a Mountain Goat song. So, like, I you know did research. It's still being publicized. Didn't even talk about it in the episode. Did all this research. Never even talked about it. So I was kind of kicking myself. So if to set the record straight, Sunset Magazine is a California lifestyle magazine. Uh, it's still around today, though. Apparently, they're, uh, they've had some, some rough times. Uh, so if like it's, all it's still in print or not. Like all magazines. But I think the, the last few years, they, they've changed ownerships or something like that. Uh, so... Um, uh, but it, you know, it is still kicking as of a, a you know a year ago or so when the most recent stuff I could find. I was a little confused that it was like a California lifestyle, but I guess California is like thirty something, forty million people, so probably big enough that you could you could support its own unique magazines. Is is uh California that bit? Yeah, I think maybe you're right. Actually, I think it's like the as 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 and I've, I I feel like I talk about being Canadian in every episode, and it's not like. I sit around and talk about how I'm Canadian all the time, right? Like, it's just, it's not something I ever even really think about. But the one thing in Canada we always say is that I, the populations of, uh, I think, uh, California and New York are larger or are, are equal to the population of Canada. In its entirety. So that giant thing above us has fewer people than two of our places. What is the population or of Canada? Equal. I don't know. I don't know. Like 30 to 40 million people. It changes okay. every day. I can't keep track. Right? You guys are nothing. Uh, people are being born. People are dying. Um, but it is it is thin, thinly populated in terms of geography. Most Canadians live within a 100-kilometer range of the border. Okay, yeah, I'm guessing. So the further you go up north, the less populated it is. Nobody wants to deal with that coldness up there, I'm guessing. That's that's probably what it is. Where you live at in well, Canada. There's just less jobs. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Where do, where do I live? Where, where you live at in Canada, is there uh, are there a lot of bears? Because bears would be a big non-seller to me. That like that's that's where I would draw the line. My wife and I were supposed to go to Canada for the first time this summer, but of course with COVID, that was canceled. Um, and uh, so I've never been to Canada. I don't know what Canada is. I hear it's lovely, and I hear the people are lovely. And you're my one Canadian friend, so everything I know about Canada is supposed to be lovely. Um, 
So you did text me last summer and ask me about you're supposed to go to Nova Scotia. Yeah, Nova Scotia is where we were going to go. Yeah. So you live closer to Nova Scotia than I do. I don't know anything. So yeah, I, I laughed at the time. I didn't laugh at you. I laughed with you. Don't feel embarrassed because uh, I remember reading it to my wife and I was like, Jason has that. I remember reading it to my wife and I say, Jason's asking me about. Uh, about Nova Scotia. Like, I don't know anything about Nova Scotia other than the movie The Lighthouse was filmed in Nova Scotia. Great movie. Um, uh, but, uh, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Your question was about bears. Bears. I live in Manitoba, which is uh, the prairies. Um, so the eastern half of Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba are very, very, very flat. And it's mostly just farmland. So, it's so just I'm, I live in the biggest city. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're when I cross into the U.S., I go I go to concerts in Minnesota, but I have to drive through North Dakota. So if you think very similar, Manitoba freakishly flat though. If you ever get out into the the outside of the city and can just like stare at the horizon, like it's it's impressively flat. So there there isn't a lot of bears. But I did grow up in northern British Columbia, which is like the western province in Canada. Uh, I definitely remember. I'll tie this into Wilco. Met a girl uh, back home. She liked Wilco. I liked Wilco. We started dating only for a few weeks and then it imploded. But I walked her home one night. And then uh, she, she lived in the same neighborhood as me. I'm walking back in the 20-minute walk back to my house. 10, 11 o'clock at night in autumn. And what do I see about five houses up? A bear, black bear, crossing the street, going into someone's yard. Those aren't the scary kind. So though. I have to stop. Well, black bears, no, but I don't want to run into a black bear at 11. Grizzly bears are the ones you have to watch out for. Yeah. I've never heard of, I'm sure someone's been killed by a black bear and, you know, condolences, but I've never heard of anyone being killed by a black bear, right? Grizzly bears are the ones to watch out for. But definitely, like, at 11 o'clock at night, I don't want to walk past a bear. I don't know where the bear went. It's it's dark out. So I remember having to call my mom and be like, Mom, can you come pick <laughs> me up? There's a bear. And she had to come pick me up. Now, uh, this is going to sound silly. But and it is meant to be silly, but it's also kind of serious just because uh, I'm kind of into cryptid stuff. Have you or do you know anyone being from that Pacific Northwest area of North North America, the continent of North America? Sasquatch. Is that a thing that is a is a that you guys take serious up there? I know there's a lot of the wood carvings in Canada about a Sasquatch. Is that a, is that just like a fun? Uh, thing that you guys have up there, or do you guys take Sasquatch serious up there? Because I'm listening to a book right now. I'm actually really into Bigfoot, um, but I'm listening to a book on tape right now by Max Brooks called uh, De-Evolution, and it's about uh, a Bigfoot attack, a group of Bigfoot attacking a town. So I just want to ask: hmm. Is Bigfoot a thing that's popular with Canadians? So. Um... Uh, d- definitely from being from the West Coast, you know, we all, you know, oh, yeah, maybe we'll go camping and see Bigfoot and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so definitely it's there just like other uh, sightings, just like it would be outside of Seattle or something like that, right? Same sort of area, Bigfoot's habitat. Um, I know that, like, um, some of the, the um, uh, different... Uh, w- do you believe in Bigfoot and have you seen Bigfoot? Get to the point. <laughs> I don't. I Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't believe in Bigfoot. I want to believe in Bigfoot. I love the idea 
of a giant woodland ape. I'm very conflicted about this, as you can see. I love the idea of a giant woodland ape that has just, you know, very low population numbers still existing that I want to believe. And we also have uh, we have a uh, a lake creature in uh, B.C. in uh, uh, the Okanagan uh, in uh, uh, Lake Okanagan uh, called um, the Ogopogo. Ogopogo. Yes, I've heard uh, of Ogopogo. Yeah. Yeah. And if. I don't know how many of the Wilco listeners, and they've probably tuned out by now. We do. We will talk about. <laughs> we promise we'll get to Wilco. Uh, if just fun trivia fact, if you ever play the game Final Fantasy IV, uh, released in North America as Final Fantasy II originally on the Super Nintendo, uh, one of the final bosses in that game is the Ogopogo. And I've always been like, how did these guys of Japan who were designing this game hear about the Ogopogo? Well, it's good to know that you've never seen a Bigfoot. But I would have loved for the answer to that question just been yes. You could have lied to me if you wanted to, and I would have been very happy. Um, but the, let's get the back. The best answer would have been that I am Bigfoot. <laughs> you, well, you could pass for it. You're a tall guy, with, and you're somewhat hairy. Um, let's get back to yep. Wilco, though. That's what this show's about. Tonight, today, right, I remember them. Yeah, that's that's. Um, today we are covering off of A Ghost is Born from 2004, the song At Least That's What You Said. Kevin, this is one of your favorite Wilco albums. I'm going to let you kind of steer the ship. Well, I always let you steer the ship because you're the you're the knowledgeable one here. So you want to dive in and tell us about this song? Uh, it's the opening track on A Ghost is Born. Uh, I, I, if you want to start playing it, we can just talk yeah, over it. Yeah, I'll do that right uh, now because I love the opening of the song. We're quite a ways. I imagine we're 30, 40 minutes now into this episode. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I love how quiet it starts, like a whisper, right? I sat down on the bed next to you. And just those hushed guitar chords. And then it erupts at the end into this, like, fiery, kind of noisy spectacle. Uh, and, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's that buildup uh, that I think sets the tone for the album uh, and tells you this is not going to be Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Part 2. It it's absolutely does. Be, uh, That's a own. great way to say that. It, it, it tell, this song tells you this is not. If you're looking for that again, this is not the album for you. <laughs> but in a very wonderful way. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, uh, like, it just starts off kind of piano ballad. Uh, that would be Leroy Bach. Leroy Bach, Leroy Bach, on the piano. Uh, this is the the. If if you were listening to this when it came out, this is your first time uh, hearing Michael Jorgensen on a Wilco track uh, playing the synthesizer. I think later on, uh, we got John on the bass, Jeff uh, doing uh, all of the guitar parts, uh, which I think uh, you know at this point in the band's history, you didn't really think about Jeff being. A guitarist, right? He always played guitar, but Jay was doing all the lead work, and I don't think Jeff ever really pushed himself to do um, as much lead guitar as 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 he he probably would have done without Jay in the band. Um, you know, I saw. Of course, this is the the. I saw Jeff at a live speaking event for his book uh, when it came out a couple years ago, and uh, he. Oh, I love this the guitar here. Sorry. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but he said in that show in 2018 that he uh, 
wishes that he was better at lead guitar. So he doesn't even consider himself a lead guitarist. Which is crazy, because uh, the lead guitar in this song alone is, is great. And when I think of that, you know, shortly after the song, uh, Nels Klein, or shortly after this album was released, Nels Klein joined the band. Actually, I guess Nels joined before this album. But anyways, after they recorded this album, they Jeff sought out Nels to join. And to me, he's kind of channeling Nels or that style of guitar in this song, um, uh, which is why I imagine that was such a good fit to bring in Nels to do this type of guitar. But Jeff does a great job um, of it on his own on the song. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I mean, think if, he's if being, Jeff like... is not that good at doing lead, then what does that say about me? I'm, I'm terrible at guitar. <laughs> it's just not that good. Yeah, exactly. I, whenever I hear people being humble like that, I'm always like, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, the guitar in this song is yeah, amazing. The song, yeah. And the, and the way the song is recorded too, if, if it's not live in studio, it, it sounds live in studio that they, they kept that atmosphere. Um, uh, which, you know, the last, at this point, we're sitting here in 2020, the last few Wilco records have been all recorded um, pretty um, isolated, each um, band member doing their parts on their own, uh, which works well for those records. But I do love the way this song sounds and all of the next album, Sky Blue Sky Sounds, um, just very live and organic. can really hear glenn going on yeah. those drums there too do you follow glenn on um instagram yeah he he posts uh every day or maybe not every day but uh um uh drum beats and, and then uh i guess charts it so if you were a drummer you could yeah. try his, his lines at home yeah that part of the lead guitar there uh, it's just it, it's kind of Neil Youngish like it, it's ragged right and it's uh, um, which is not what you would have had really you know um, Jay Bennett was, was a great guitarist uh, but a very um, calculated guitar right like not a lot of times he just like went loose and, and, and yeah. wild on it right it was very um, written you know planned out written, yeah and sophisticated right yeah. like and that that is great and suited those albums um and uh um but on this album uh i think this is this is an opening statement yeah and it's it says exactly what you need to know about this album when it when it starts off too just that this is not yankee hotel fox that this is what i was talking about on one of our previous episodes is that wilco when they have an album that is a departure from their previous album i think that's when they're at their best uh but a lot of uh, in the past large bunch of albums, they they tend to sit on the same sound for a two to three albums, and it kind of like that's where I get bored, you know. And I uh, not that I I mean I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's not no such thing as a bad Wilco song, but I there are s- songs that I'm super into. There are albums that I'm super into, and there are albums that are just like okay. But with eleven a band with eleven albums, you're going to have that. So. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a criticism. It's just a fact of reality. Yeah. <clears throat> but this is that that was a statement saying if you're wanting Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, 
you're not getting that and you know that by the end of this five minute and 32 second song and it's kind of tells you what you're in store for and if you want to stick around or not by the time it's over and that's a really cool way to open an album i think yeah and i think i think at this point um especially after all the accolades that the band had gotten with uh their three previous albums and you know they won grammys with mermaid avenue and all that uh if you wanted to to jump ship and and this wasn't it for you i think they were probably okay with that right yeah. they had they were doing the music that inspired them um i think this album as a whole is, is very television the band influence um uh and, like and you know moon. they were doing what what they wanted to do yeah marquee moon we'll we'll get to this in the spiders episode in quite a long time from now um but i think you can make a direct parallel between spiders and marquee moon um uh, but, uh, um, and, and, to, but throughout the record too, I think I hear some of that texture. So at least that's how I always interpreted it. Uh, but, uh, um, regardless of, of what they were influenced by, I think this was a, um, uh, this was what they wanted to do. And, and I know people that say, oh yeah, I love Wilco up until Yankee Hotel Fox run. They didn't like this record. This record, I don't think was as instantly universal universally appreciated i think with uh in hindsight uh you know after after the 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 you know decade and a half after this album's come out people have definitely warmed up to it it is universally you know usually if you if you asked every wilco fan to rank their top five albums most people would probably have a ghost is born in there somewhere um if not very high uh but it is uh i think initially there was a lot of people who were kind of cold on it well, I was initially very cold on it. Uh, I because it, it, I, I wanted more Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, man. But uh, yeah. I think we talked about this on another episode where I think Sky Blue Sky made me appreciate this, and then you know so on and so on. It just it, 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 it the, the way they grow, kind of. I'm I'm usually like a album behind with being in tune with them after Yankee Hotel Foxtrot because I'm all. I think I'm always going to suffer from that. I'm always going to want another Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, unfortunately. That's just, I think... Uh, yeah. Star, I, well, actually, now I'm probably always going to want another Star Wars. Star Wars is my new benchmark for, like, what I'm looking for from them. But, um, yeah. Um, that's all I really had to say about this song. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, it, it's a, I, I think lyrically it's a great song. You know, I sat down on the bed next to you. You started to cry that... He's just so, especially in the the early two thousands, was was so good at at painting pictures with words, right? I can I can see a husband sitting down with his wife, and you know they're they're going through something. Like it just the 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 tone of the song fits the lyrics perfectly with just you know how hushed and quiet, and then how angry you are at the end too, or or the rush of emotion. Maybe not anger, but the rush of emotion at the end uh, with the build up on guitars. Uh, it's great. Uh, and you know what is is something that's still great. Uh, the song, if you hear a live recording of it, there's a live version on Kicking Television uh, with with Nels Klein doing uh, a bulk of the lead guitar, um, and that's great as well. Uh, just in case anybody's curious, and when we're going to get to talk about Marquee Moon by Television, that's uh, in 149 episodes. We'll get there. <laughs> to get this uh spiders on spiders yeah so it's 149 episodes away so you've got a while to wait um yeah how about you throw out your instagram handle and stuff i'll do the same and then we can get out of here right yeah okay uh kevin vinyl on instagram uh you can see uh what's on my turntable 
uh, when I'm being good about updating. I'm not always great about it. Um, but uh, and I'll try to write a couple thoughts about what I'm listening to. What about you? I am on Instagram at Hess's Best, and you can also go to Hess'sBest.com and check out all my stuff. Uh, I have some new pieces in my art store, so if you want to support me, uh, feel free to go there and buy some stuff. I think it's pretty neat. You can check it all out on Instagram and Hess'sBest.com. Um, you can find out all of the information for this show by visiting abcwilco.com. Uh, until next time, I'll see you guys later.